spidey senses tingling. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, the incomparable Slimbo Slice. He's feeling better this week. I'm Last feeling good too. Anyone else feeling it right now? I'm feeling it. I'm gonna shut your mic off right now. Yeah, go <laughs> ahead. I'm redlining like crazy. Really big show. Welcome to the Paper Keg Podcast. Uh, we talk about industry news. We talk about the books we're reading, new and old. And then we have a book club that we all read and talk about together. This week, Mage, the hero discovered. I discovered a hero with my pee, you know what I mean? That's right. That's good. Your penis. Yeah. Your t- oh. Pretty much, yeah. Um, and then we go and read your letters. Big segment. You know, if we have time, we'll read your letters to close out the show. Um, Papercake.com, check it out. We also have a sister podcast, Papercake West. You know, if you're into that kind of West Coast vibe. Yeah, you got to be from San Diego or something. Yeah, or maybe she's like the Slooty Sister Papercake pack, uh, podcast where... A lot of people have had their way with her, but oh you still kind of stick up with her, you know, because, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because you're doing the right thing as a big brother. Right. Uh, let's go around the table, you know, of our hosts. You've already heard one host speaking, hamming it up. We'll get to him in a second. That's good. He's good. Uh, he's been called the internet champion. I like Podcast this. savior. Dale underscore A, welcome to the show. Thank you for uh, coming back down in New Jersey. It's uh, good to have you guys back. And, it's my uh, it's my honor to be here. It's, it's uh, yeah, my it's your pleasure. Mm-hmm. He is here. a man that will fight for your honor. <laughs> That's right. Who else do we have with us? Dale. Oh, oh yeah, that's uh, well, right. Uh, we have a uh, right now. We have Batman genealogist, former DC historian. Former friend of Jeff Johns. <laughs> <laughs> Already a big hit, Dale. Mark Farrington. Thank you for the intro, and thank you for having me. Uh, yeah, no problem. It's good to be here. And uh, Jonesy loves beer. Your mother's father's favorite unpublished <laughs> writer. Him and uh, at Fiendsta on the Twitter. They got something cooking. And he's cooking. I think it's more of a stewing. Actually, they got some irons in the fire. I have huge news that Brad has sworn me to secrecy. What? Huge news. Man. Huge breaking new maybe suburban not, news. Maybe not stewing, but defrosting. Yeah. It's maybe. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, we're leaving it out of the counter. It's like <laughs> the steam uh, is rising know. from it, from the warm air. You could smell it in the house, but it's not, you know, it's not, you know, ready to be cooked just yet. Huge. We'll get there. Huge news to re- be revealed on the Paper Keg website. Oh, wow, on the website. Nationwide. Burn down the internet. Get your matches ready. When are we going to see this? Uh, I just got to get the okay from 20, Brad. I have it on my iPad right now. As soon as all this SOPA stuff blows over mm. and <laughs> Brad stuff. breaks his silence. Yeah, Brad has taken an oath of silence. I read. He has. He's like a monk. Twitter. He's living like a monk right now. He's Canadian, he so anything goes. Yeah. Over yeah. There. Canadian monks are the, Canadian know, monks the badasses. Are, yeah. Bunks. We have a jam-packed show. You know, biggest show we've ever done. This point, inarguably, the biggest show. Treat every show like that. 
Um, probably the biggest winter. news to ever hit this show. Moon Knight. Oh man, is ending. Oh Guess. what? Re- really? Issue twelve, uh, the solicit. Oh wow! You know, if we go by the solicits, issue twelve sounds like it's the last hurrah for our our favorite uh, schizophrenic hero, Moon Knight. Now, did they do the patented Marvel uh, Marvel move where they were like, "This is an ongoing," and then solicited it as a uh, mini? No, they. Or a maxi. I don't think they mentioned that it's a mini, but. Maybe maybe sales aren't so hot. Maybe the Bendis Maliv magic that Jonesy has grown to love and worship and pray. Gotta go back to the well, boys. Is ending finally. Back to the well. That's a shame. The ongoing's been good. I like it. I only picked up the first issue. You know, it was only in print. I like to pick up my books in uh, uh, digital, as they say. Yeah, I, um, I like that book. I mean. I feel kind of bad for Moon Knight. I don't think he ever lasts more than twelve issues, and they always try to relaunch his title. But uh, That's, this guy's this has to be the last one, last hurrah. <laughs> it's got to be. I mean, Bendis probably he probably almost walked, and luckily he resigned with Marvel. But he's like, get me off this book because nobody's reading it. <laughs> How about his powers TV show? Getting yeah, what, garbage. What it didn't get picked up. They passed on. Oh, they the passed pilot. on it. Yeah. I didn't hear. They're that. talking about. Uh, the last I heard, maybe I'm wrong, but the last I heard that they were, wanted to do reshoots and like extensive reshoots, and maybe that might not happen. Just now. scrap it and redo it all over. Oh, again. really? Maybe. Poor Bendis, huh? I know. I think what was it? FX that originally, they had first right of f- refusal, so I think right. they refused it, but they can still shop it around. But if they're going to go back for reshoots and stuff like that, mm. at one point somebody's going to be bleeding enough money to pull the plug. Yeah, exactly. Uh, That's what we call of... development hell in the biz. Speaking I was about to do a segue, yeah. but I uh, speaking of bad TV and uh, <laughs> Bendis properties, uh, do you guys uh, peruse the comicbookmovie dot com this past no. week? No, no, uh, they had a a little blurb about this uh, almost produced uh, Daredevil and Black Widow. Uh, show for seventy five, hmm. starring Seven. David Bowie's wife as uh, as the really? Black Widow. Yeah, I'm I'm. What was her name? David uh, Bowie's wife. Is Bowie. <laughs> the Black chick. Angela Bowie. Oh, hmm. there we go. Uh, and Ben Carruthers as Daredevil. <laughs> ben Carruthers, you're. <laughs> what I love most about this, uh, <laughs> your actor's favorite actor. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> about this post is uh, they have the publicity stills that are still out there. And they have like the classic cover where they both ha- both have their arms raised, you know, Daredevil standing behind Black Widow, except that Daredevil is supposed to be blind, but he clearly you can see his eyes, and he's def- definitely focusing on the camera. Oh no! It's uh, poor David know. Bowie. Maybe this is why they didn't get picked up. Yeah, poor David Bowie. ATD. ATD. And plus, uh, apparently oh. nobody's worried about fingerprints because nobody wears gloves in these costumes. <laughs> Maybe the budget was short. Blind people <laughs> don't have fingerprints, I'm pretty sure. Maybe FX wanted to do some reshoot, reshoots <laughs> on yeah. that, that property. Still in development hell, that poor title. <laughs> yeah, maybe next year. <laughs> It'll get picked up before the Wonder Woman pilot, that's for oh, sure. Oh, God. Uh, Jason Aaron. Oh, man. Everyone loves him now. These days, except for Mark, he hated Scalped. Oh. But love Incredible Hulk. Keep going. More on that later. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Just threw me for a loop. Yeah, I was waiting for that. Um, although I'm not throwing that much for a loop. It's a superhero title. Mark loves it. <laughs> True. Uh, Jason Aaron is leaving Wolverine. There are no uh, guest chamber sequences, of course, in the title. <laughs> so, but, but Mark still likes it anyway. <laughs> uh, so I don't know... Uh, 
I can't remember the. I think it's the writer of the Sixth Gun taking over. Who's that? Oh, really? I can't recall his name. I apologize. You know, it was great. Jason Aaron's run on uh, Weapon X. Remember the you love that run. Man? You oh my love god! Do you just like Whoa. bathe in those issues? Sometimes I do. Like, uh, what's that movie where Demi Moore gets on the bed with the with Strip the money? Indecent proposal. Yeah, I do Weapon X proposal. We might have bed. to hit drinking game status on your mentioning of Weapon X. I don't know if it's quite there. I don't know if it's quite there. It's been a while, It'll but I'll save there. it up. Jason uh, Aaron. Uh, I mean, it's, it's been a while since he's written it. I'm actually welcoming it. Yeah, it might be nice. Last I mean, last two arcs on Wolverine have been, you know. Did he write Wolverine three hundred? Yes. Back to Japan. Yes. That was pretty good. If that ends up being his swan song, I'll be pretty happy. I think he's leaving in three oh six. How long has he been writing Wolverine, Weapon X, everything? When you lump it all together, two years got to be close. Longer than that, I think. It so feels. I'll say, I'll say three to four years. Yeah, that's a good run. Uh, but he's still got him in Wolverine Weapon X, so, you know. Is he still writing that? Oh, yeah. Is that still a title? Oh, yeah. I don't I don't keep track. Stop it right now. <laughs> I'm sorry. Are you, are you doing a reverse troll right now on me <laughs> I don't for mean Amazing Spider-Man? I really don't uh, mean to be. Patent pending Beth Corto, reverse troll. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Wolverine the X-Men is still uh, Jason No, you Aaron. said Wolverine Weapon X. Did I? Yes, yeah. you did. Oh, I you apologize did. to everyone involved. Whoa! You reverse trolling me. Uh, it took uh, episode uh, forty-three or forty-four for Slim to do an apology. My fingers are crossed. Probably because uh, Jason Aaron's listening. We do we have any other news uh, for this segment? Uh, I don't know. We no? don't really. No. Don't. no one cares about news. We don't no. just want to hear some great. Unless chatter. some big floppy news falls right in our lap, we don't. We don't <laughs> really. We could queue up I the Christian Bale. I had thing. some kind of big floppy segue. Yes. For that uh, line. Speaking of big and floppy, Mark Farrington, I want to hear what you're reading right Noted. Now. Nice. Wow. Noted. How do you follow a segue like that? Noted former historian. Noted floppy. <laughs> <laughs> I went back to the Bat Universe oh, and started reading Batgirl Shocker. number five. <laughs> Batgirl or, wait, what did you say, Batgirl? Batgirl. Okay. Gail mm-hmm. Simone. I really? loved Batgirl's run. In the last volume before the new 52 hit. I was one of the people adamantly arguing that Barbara Gordon didn't need to be Batgirl. Five issues in, I'm starting to change my mind. Uh, the plot in this issue is Batgirl is coming off her first supervillain encounter since she's gotten back into costume. Still a little rusty, but getting back into the swing of things. She encounters a supervillain who has the ability to take control of other people's minds. Meanwhile, this everybody's mind that this villain controls keeps uttering the same random string of numbers, 338. Come to find out, 338 is the address of an apartment complex that Wayne Industries is tearing down it, to gentrify it. So, eventually, people start coming after and attacking Bruce Wayne. The storyline is a little pedestrian, but I'm more interested in it because they're finally starting to talk about the changes that Batgirl has gone through since the killing joke. And you're starting to see more of the changes that have happened to Barbara Gordon as a character in the new 52. For example, her mother is alive. She walked down on her as a kid. Now she's coming back into her life. You're slowly learning that she had an operation in South Africa to get her legs back. And she's wrestling with survivor's guilt of having this crippling incident happen to her. Mm -hmm. And now she can walk. It's interesting. Hmm. I'm Good, coming around. Issue one, they kind of just hand waved it, and they're like, "She got better." Exactly. How yeah, about pe- uh, people are all pissed. Yeah, 
Yeah, I remember when uh, words with friendington over here used the word pedestrian. <laughs> 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 Uh, I was there for that. So, <laughs> Do you remember that? So they're are they still just like dropping nuggets about the full deal, or I guess this is this will be a bigger issue. Every issue they're dropping maybe a panel here or a word box there or a thought bubble as to what happened to her. I'd be so annoyed. It is annoying, but you know what? In an interview, I think with Gail Simone or somebody, they said this is one of our biggest ticket items in the book. We can't just come out issue one, panel one, and say this is what happened. And blow our wad. Exactly. Our cripple wad. And the fan in me was just as angry as everybody else. But I just got that, the cripple wad. But this far in, five issues, it's pretty good. Like, I'm a fan with what they're doing. Hmm. That's, um... Gail Simone's writing something else, too. Is That's new. Millhouse. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I can't wait to buy that. Yeah. That's cool to see uh, something new come from... Bongo uh, Comics is Simpsons, right? Like, mm -hmm. that's all they do. Do you think our uh, show sponsor, the Comic Book Shop in Delaware, check them out? Yeah, yeah. ComicBookShop.com, think they'll carry that? I definitely think they'll carry that. Mm -hmm. It'll be a big big ticket item. Hmm. Might have to pick it up, yeah. It's Comic Book Shop. Uh, We need to move on to a writer that just teased their defrosting comic book idea. I can't Quickly wait. Quickly defrosting. I can't wait for 2013 to hear it's this breaking real. news. It's getting you know, so real. It's going to go in the crock pot any day now. Your creative crock pot? The creative crock pot. 2012. What are you reading right now? Jonesy Loves Beer. You know, I'm torn between these two books, but I'm going to go with Invincible 87. Mm. I'll tell you why I decided to talk about this title. It's your boy. We are gearing up for an oddly violent Fight Fest. Otley Mageddon. Oh, my dear Lord in heaven, savior of us all, it's going to be amazing. Mm-hmm. Now, let me tell you about issue 87. Oh. Definitely the calm before the storm. Invincible uh, goes to Adam Eve and is like, yo, babe, you know, all this bad stuff I've been doing, you know, I'm doing it because I have this greater purpose in mind. I'm going to change the planet and the human race, and it's going to be epic. And then, uh, you know, Baby. maybe Alan the alien shows up to Earth with Kid Omni Man, and he's like, "All right, I'm ready to uh, kill the whole human race." So uh, Invincible flies out to space. You know, they they slap each other around a little bit. Nothing, nothing too epic. And uh, fast forward here because I will spoil the ending for everyone. Fast forward, everybody, just do it. So. Alan the alien basically throws down the gauntlet and says, you know, Invincible, you know, I just beat the S out of your dad, Omni-Man. Your brother's by my side. You know, basically, you and one army is going to stop me from killing the human race. And then, boom, who shows up but the king of the Viltrumites ready to back up Invincible against Alan the Alien and Konami Man. I almost lost my ass. Oh my god, so did I. I lost it. I mean, I didn't almost lose it. I lost it everywhere. <laughs> I lost it in the bedroom. I lost it down in the bathroom. I lost it going up the hallway. It was such a great... And I remember saying that I can't stand the tropes of a returning character on the last page. But but that issue, I was <laughs> like, you bastards. Ah. Uh, I cannot wait. This is going to be so... Good. Yeah, it's uh, like I can't uh, wait for I'm these. I'm chomping at the bit mm-hmm. for this to come. I mean, this might be like Viltrumite War 2.0. That's that's how good I think it's going to be. Uh, what's the story with Adam Eve? Did she abort the baby? Do they uh, have they talked about it? You know they they don't really they haven't touched on it since they first hinted 
that you know she might have made herself unpregnant with her reality warping powers. There's the whole mess of stuff with her that they haven't yeah. touched on yet, like why she's chubby, um, and why I thought that the baby was created from her reality warping powers to begin yeah, with. That could have been it as well. You know what's one thing? The only time. major drawback of in- Invincible is that he's got so many things in the fire at one time. You tend to forget largely about large plot holes until he brings them back into your face. Mm-hmm. Like, um, and then it doesn't. Rexplode was one of the ones that it was a big deal, but you you don't you know remember it until you know he brings it out. And the same thing with his army of uh, invincibles and everything. Mm-hmm. It's uh, I don't know. I just can't wait though. Ryan Outley's art in like a violence uh, perspective is. A beauty to behold. I love yeah, it. I can agree to that. You know who's also almost in Otley territory? The guy who does Luther Strode. Mm. What is his name? Tradmore. Yeah. I love Tradmore, too. I can't wait. Tradmore. Check him out. Jonesy, help me out here. Didn't last year Invincible tease a new black Invincible? Yes. Did they ever pay that off yet? No. Not yet. Are they still moving towards it? They haven't even really talked uh, about it at yeah, all. Yeah, I don't think it's been revealed. I think it's one of those things where... Jonesy and Brad are involved. <laughs> <laughs> maybe Ke- I made a red line in my life. I'm sorry. Uh, maybe uh, Kirkman had it planned to go this early, but he got caught up with maybe like the Walking Dead show and just things are on the back burner until he gets the right in. Yeah. And... You want to you definitely do it at the right time, yeah. not just wrench it in. We need to move on. We to always do. myself. Yes. Uh, the book I wanted to talk about, uh, I can't remember. Oh, I do remember. I uh, was on the Twitter the other day. You? I was. I was reading. Are you up to like 50,000 tweets now? Uh, 30, no, followers. 50,000 50, followers. 000. Pat Loika. I'm not sure if anyone's familiar with him on the Twitter. He does his uh, own podcast, Loika Mania. He's a popular guy. You know. He Twittered about Silver... Server. Dell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, re- right, restart here. He tweeted about Silver Surfer Requiem, how it was one of his all-time favorite comics. Mm. And I was like, whoa, what? Yeah. What? No. Silver Surfer favorite? That does not make sense in my brain. JMS? Is that, what, is that the Kidnapped Kids one? Is that the Kidnapped Kids? No. Uh, at least I don't think so. So I went in and uh, one of the little Marvel app. Diddled it. Uh, and I saw <laughs> JMS wrote this story, and I Ooh. was saying to myself, what on earth is that? I'm even more intrigued. Favorite? Silver Surfer? JMS. Requiem. You know, I got three negatives. And then I see Esad Ribic on art. You know, he did the House of M covers. Oh, I like those covers. Uh, he's d- currently doing Ultimate Comics. Ultimates? Mm-hmm. Um, so I grabbed the first issue, and it's uh, Silver Surfer... Uh, coming to grips that his life is winding down. You know, he has a uh, his, the, his suit, you know, his silver surfer armor is uh, can't contain, you know, his 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 being any longer. So he's he's only got a few few days, weeks, months to live. So he comes to Mr. Fantastic to run these tests on him. And Mr. Fantastic confirms that it is it is indeed the case. So he uh, this is his. It's four. But issue. don't worry, he's got this machine that you can go in heaven. Again. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's four issue miniseries, um, and uh, the second issue is actually really good because he meets up with Spider Man, and they have never really had this like big connection. But they talk about uh, like Spider Man, like 
Silver Server helps him out, and then he eventually leaves, and Spidey's like, oh, well, hey, wait up. You want to, like, hang out and talk? You know, we don't really talk that much. You know, how's life? And Surfer's, like, in his head, and he's like, yeah, okay. Like, well, in the Surfer voice, like, okay, hmm. we can talk. <laughs> <laughs> and so eventually they talk, you know, about, you know, this is it for Surfer. And there's just an awesome JMS dialogue. Wow. Fantastic artwork. Asad Ribic, um, it's a different style than what he does monthly now. I think that because this was a miniseries, he, you know, he, I'm guessing he spent like two months on each uh, issue because each page is like this gorgeous, um, it's almost a more painted vibe than his monthly books now. But it's just spectacular artwork. I am predicting that when this cold has worked its way out of your system, you will deny that you ever said this. <laughs> Something nice about JMS? He will absolutely I have deny no idea this. what year it came out, so I can't, I don't know what era JMS this was in. This was when he was writing AMS around 202. He was around writing that a fedora. Don't quote Maybe me. that was before it became trash. That's <laughs> my guess. Hey, there the it other? is. The other? I mean, come off it. Get out of here on this. Um, fan- yeah, I can't wait to read. Uh, the only reason I stopped... I didn't finish the miniseries is because my NyQuil kicked in and I could barely hold the iPad up. It's going to knock me in the face. You almost bought the next <laughs> issue right there. Yeah. You're telling me. <laughs> There's a collection there, too, but I was a dummy and I got the first issue. Mm. Was a, digital was a trades, Slim. Oh, God, I'm sorry, everybody. So you're saying buy the digital trades, people. If... Uh, the digital trade, I think, is like seven bucks. So it's cheaper. Four issues, seven bucks. You get a collection. I am telling you right now, everyone listening to this podcast, do it. I'm buying it as we speak. He's, he just whipped it out. Yeah, he's not even paying his iPhone. Whoa. He just whipped his iPhone Excuse out. Excuse me while I whip this out. He's not um, even paying attention to the show right now. Who's his turn is it? Is it the people's champion? Dale underscore A. Tis mine turn. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that uh, that lightning rant you had last week? That was, <laughs> that was, that was intense. That was technically two sentences. If you technically, go back and listen, it, it wasn't was. even a lightning round. It was two <laughs> sentences. <laughs> um, what do you got for us? Oh, boy, I don't know what to talk about. I mean, there's things. Let's talk about Memorial. Uh, Number memorial. one. Hmm. Yep. Tell, what, is, a, what is this? What is this book here? It is a uh, It is a book that Schrodinger's, Schrodinger's cat is in. So that's right there. It's going to play with your mind because it's very philosophical. Schrodinger's cat and uh, the cat is named Schrodinger, actually, in this book. This lady shows up at a hospital. She doesn't remember anything from her past. She doesn't know who she is. All she has is a locket around her neck with the letter M on it. So the nurses start to call her Miss M, Mrs. M, and then it kind of just gets shortened to M. Fast forward one whole year, and she's working in a little bookstore and she thinks it's a good place to work because she she likes reading books and reading other people's memories and dreams, and uh, maybe just maybe it might jar something loose in her mind because for some reason she doesn't remember past the day she walked up into the ER and doesn't remember who she is. Uh, skip skip to this other world called the Everlands, and there is some sort of queen in charge of this, and it's and it implies that. For every person that forgets their life back on Earth, the Everlands grow. At least that's the impression that I got. Mm-hmm. And she's got a couple of henchmen uh, working for her. One is a uh, used to be a puppet, and he's got some issues because he <laughs> cut his own strings to be his own guy, and he is 
merely a puppet for her at this point, doing her bidding. And he sends her, she sends him to go after this Miss M because they're looking for this key. And they don't really explain what the key is for just yet. But um, Miss M finds it in this little antiquities shop that just showed up one day, wasn't there before. And uh, the, the shopkeeper gives it to her for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. And he's he seems like a little peculiar kind of guy. He's probably magical in nature or Lovable. has magical things in his shop. Yeah. And on on her way out of the store, the uh, the little puppet guy and all his statues are um, trying to get her. Mm-hmm. So the shopkeeper steps out and says, leave this to me. You go out the back door. You don't need to... Uh, you shouldn't be putting yourself in danger like this. Like maybe... They know a little more about who she is than she knows of herself. Mm-hmm. She goes back inside. Schrodinger, the cat, uh, kind of starts talking to her, freaking her out a little bit because the cat is speaking, but is saying, uh, you know, you shouldn't have left that old man out there. I'm a, I'm a bad guy, but I would have never done that kind of thing. They go back out the door to uh, rescue the old man, and the door opens to somewhere else. Dum dum dum. You guys interested, right? Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a good story because it'll get you hooked to at least want to read the next, the mm-hmm. next issue. Uh, create your own book. Chris Roberson. Yep. Chris Roberson and the other guy. I forget his. Mark, wake up. He wrote Superman. He while. <laughs> no, he finished Grounded. I was trying to figure out what issues he jumped in on, mm-hmm. and I remember not wanting to like him, and he's good. Chris he's, Roberson because he was white. Dear God, no. Thank goodness. But, uh, yeah, Memorial Number 1. Check it out. Memorial. I will check <laughs> it out. Memorial. <laughs> oh, goodness. <laughs> Let me take a little swig of this uh, This just sound like this Jack just in, Slim has died. Uh, this is yeah. just an edit. Uh, we will all miss him. Now we're all going to try to pretend we're slim. I'm slim right now. Um, <laughs> Memorial. We're running out of time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do we want to do another... Round? Whoa. Go into Whoa. We've got time. We're breaking the it back. Rare double round. I don't know. I don't know. Are we ready for this? Is this an even numbered issue? I don't know if we can do that. No, we can, I mean, if we got the time. We, we can do it. time, baby. You know? Okay. Let's do it. Let's Mark do it. Farrington. Mark Farrington's got to think so of don't, something. So don't cry. It's okay. Former DC historian. He's got to go back and think of something he yeah, read right? five years ago. I was <laughs> only ready for the lightning round. Planetary the whole series. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Chris Roberson's grounded. <laughs> JLA anything. <laughs> Went back in the archives. Uh, Fantastic Four, one through 300. This is why we don't do going. double rounds anymore. <laughs> uh, Secret great. Avengers number 20. Hmm. Alex Maleev and Warren Ellis. Ooh, I love Maleev. What starts as a simple... Mission for the Secret Avengers. Everybody dies except Black Widow. War Machine is dying in his armor. She's hands, still stuck in 1975 with that. <laughs> hands David the, Bowie's wife. With the not-so-blind yeah. Daredevil. She was hiding that picture. <laughs> oh, Mark, no. Imogen? She gets handed by War Machine an escape button. She says, we're all dying. You need to get out of here. Presses it. She winds up in a safe room years in the past with a computer that was apparently built with knowledge and a lot of money hidden. Hmm. So the issue is Black Widow trying to bounce throughout time to create a device which will 
allow her to save her teammates, but the catch is she can't be seen in the present where her teammates are dying. So it really is just her bouncing around, dealing with this guy who invents another time machine that will eventually be what she used to escape. She goes and talks to Beast and says, hey, I need to pick your brain about time travel. I have this friend who is trying to (laughs) save her teammates, but she can't be seen doing it. It was, it's a Warren Ellis one and done issue, which is cool, but it was the most confusing one and done issue I've ever read. I read it three times. You did if, if you like sci-fi, time travel, and Warren Ellis, give it a shot. <laughs> I love Warren Ellis, and I love one-shot issues. Have so it you sounds read amazing. This? No, I have not. I've only read the first. Uh, I trump him up all the time, and I've only read the first uh, Secret Avengers thing that he did. Yeah, I know the uh, past. He did the past five or six issues. Yeah, and, I mean Don Garvey loves it. Titus over at the comic book shop. It's so he weird loves them all. that he can. I don't know what it is. I'm I I'm curious to know if if he was given a long stint on a title, how he would write it. You know, if he would do like a five parter or you know yeah. all six issue one offs. I'm trying to remember the last That's a good title question. that he wrote. Um, is he in, maybe. Did he do that? Astonishing. Yeah, he did the Xenogenesis run. Punisher mm-hmm. for a while. Uh, it's oh, it's Garth Ennis. I always Garth. do that. Sorry. Sorry, uh, Garth. He did, yeah, he did do the Astonishing run after Whedon. Just. And that wasn't all one shots. I think that was an overarching theme. That was an overarching theme. And I was expecting this to be overarching. But reading each series, it's just one and done. And it's he had a different been, artist for each issue, right? He had a different artist. He had a different focus on the team for each issue. It's kind of what I've been clamoring for, and I got it. And I'm quite pleased with it. It's mm. good. Don't need to know anything about the Secret Avengers. Just Is this his last issue or is the next one? Because Remender's picking that up. I think this was the last one, I believe. Don't need to know anything about the Avengers or any of the characters. Just here. You want a cool That's sci-fi action story? That's the way story? it should be for every comic book. Enjoy. Yeah. Jonesy loves the beer... What are you reading right now? Oh, man, that's a great list. Tell us, Jonesy. Just tell us. Mouse Guard. Oh, The yeah. Black Axe, issue four. Some more great mouse, crow, quack, 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 talky stuff, mm-hmm. which I love. Uh, we it's finally believable. see the Black Axe in this issue. Uh, and we finally see the origins of the... I don't know if you want to call it like the the ferret war, but if you remember the original uh, issues of Mouse Guard, there was a, a forgotten war with the ferrets and the weasels, and there was the underground tunnels. So now we kind of see the the origin of all that, and um, we finally see how Kelloween is is going to become this legend. Uh, he's able to get the black axe from the ferret king, and uh, is going to use it on a mission to save the sun. The prince, the prince ferret, ferretus prince. Mm-hmm. I made that up just now. I might have. And uh, sounds believable though. In that rec- rescue mission, <laughs> that rescue mission is uh, potentially going to lead to his legendary status as the immortal black axe, and potentially why those caves are empty of ferrets and weasels. Mm-hmm. Uh, very, very good stuff. I love this mythology. Uh, that's taking place here, and uh, if you're not reading Mouse Guard, you don't like comic books. Oh my, I stand by that. Yeah, Mark, do you, are you offended by that comment, Mark Farrington? No, I was wondering why it sounded familiar. 
Hmm. Wait a minute. You don't know what you said. I don't know what that means. No, yeah, why, right. why did it sound? It sounded familiar? really familiar, and I can't place why. I you think I also heard drinking. about Atomic Robo. I, I might also say, yeah, um, maybe about Wolverine Weapon X. Too, I was, probably. <laughs> I was staring and off. And on Daredevil. I was staring off into the distance because I was trying to figure out the timetable. When did this take place? Around uh, fall and spring of eleven fifty-two. Uh, the original Kelloween uh, Black Axe is, I guess, by winter status, is like a legendary hero who's been around for many. I don't. I don't know if they do years. They do many seasons. Yeah. So I don't think you can accurately predict about when it's taking place. I think it's more. It's like you ever read uh, the Redwall books by Brian Jacks? I have not. Then eh, never mind. Rob Liefeld. The book? The comic book? I think I sunk our news segment last week. <laughs> <laughs> what more you got? Through the whole episode to a tailspin. Yeah. Uh, Extreme Studios. You know, back in the day, he uh, started up some books, some wacky books that he created. Profit. Glory, you know, young blood. <laughs> he uh, he is now giving out those properties, those creations to other uh, writers and artists to do whatever they want with. They don't even need to keep up with whatever the character was doing. Uh, they just need to do whatever you want with these characters and just start it back up. With the caveat that they all have to have huge chests and uh, the money goes to Rob Liefeld. <laughs> right. <laughs> so profit. Is a book that uh, is 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 back with issue twenty one, right? I a big deal. Yeah, I read nothing of profit previously. I'm sure he was a guy with a sword and long hair, and you know he made a profit. No feet, maybe <laughs> no feet. No, Jonesy, that's called a homonym. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> um, so this book starts out with him coming out of like a cryogenic, cryogenically frozen stasis, like demolition man. <laughs> yeah. Teddy bear. So he wakes up and he has been having these dreams of a mission. So, you know, Earth, by this time he's woken up, Earth has drastically changed. There's different species of animals floating around. It's very dangerous. Um, the art style is perfect for the book. It's very, I don't want to say, uh, I wanted to say plain, but I know that's that could be a bad thing to say for the artist. But it reminds me of, you know, a very dystopian future the setting kind of reminds me of um, what was the Val Kilmer Mars movie, Mission to Mars, or was that Red Planet? I think Red Planet. Yeah, Red, Red Planet. Planet. Mission to Mars was Tim Robbins, wasn't it? So it's like Red Planet plus Mad Max plus Demolition Man is Prophet Twenty One. So kind of like the Fifth Element. Not that wacky. Okay. Um, but you know, he goes, he meets up with the this person that was you know that told him about the mission, and mm -hmm. and now he's off and about to continue on very it's very simple uh story but very entertaining and i'll probably be back next month wow so yeah. rob liefeld is taking my money the internet was a buzz with this profit number 21 they were a buzz savage i think savage dragon blog oh yeah our friends of the show uh he, he asked me if i read it i hadn't checked it out yet but <coughs> i think it's worth the 2.99 2.99 there you go it. i bought it 2.99 is a winner yeah in this day and in age. my book how many pages for your uh, uh, like 27? Mm. Oh, that reminds me. That reminds me just something last week, too. The uh, Gladstones books. Those books were like 30 pages a piece. I mean, mm -hmm. that's some comic book right there. Yeah, just, yeah pretty I to bring that up. Yeah. Yeah, when we started the trade, I always checked the page count. It was like 197 for yeah, those, those, those pages. Huge. Felt good about it. You know? Felt real good. Yeah. 
and and I feel good about profit number twenty one. So <laughs> Dale underscore A before we get into the lightning round. I'm gonna go ahead with uh Carnage USA number two, Zeb Wells can write a crazy, crazy Cletus Cassidy hmm. and the uh Carnage Avengers, as I just started calling them just now. He uh he takes over the rest of the Avengers and leaves Spider Man to his own vices. And um it's Spider Man trying to save the remaining what remains of this crazy city while the government is trying to make alternative plans should the Avengers fail. Mm. And what they do is tap two different teams, if you will, of these symbiotic entities, which I know nothing about, which is really confusing for me. There's this one that was a strike force uh, who had, like, dead symbiotes. Like, they could just ascent, put the symbiotes on, but the symbiotes, I, I guess, I'm under the impression they don't hurt their host. They're almost, like, engineered to be part of the strike force's attire. I think they were somehow related to the Carnage offspring symbiotes from, like, the mid-90s separation anxiety storyline. Oh. That was okay. the impression I picked up. And then the other one was another Carnage, somebody who Carnage wronged her, and she's stuck with, like, this purple symbiote. I, I know I've seen her picture before, maybe in trading cards or something, but uh, uh, so they're tapping those two to possibly take down Carnage if Spider-Man and the Avengers can't. And uh, it's like I, the uh, Carnage lanterns over here. Yeah, yeah, it really is. Um, I'm not... Zeb Wells can write. I mean, I'll give him that. I'm not too interested in where the storyline is going at this point with this with the sh- these strike forces having to come to the uh, Bumbletown, USA, and uh, go after Carnage. But I mean, for what it's worth, he can write. He can write dialogue and all that. So, and we've seen that last week with the Avenging Spider-Man Jones to talk mm-hmm. about. But um, is uh, I'm going to keep reading it though because mm-hmm. it's Zeb Wells. I think my love for Zeb. I read issue one based off your recommendation and loved it, but I noticed something that you picked up on. What's up with all that Hawkeye Ben Grimm hate? Like, he was tearing into the thing. Yeah, he really, he hated the thing in that issue, and it, it wasn't touched on in issue number two, but he was really venomous. Like It was incredibly <laughs> mean-spirited. <laughs> really venomous. venomous. <laughs> I see what he did there. Hey, oh. The Venom joke. Carnage USA Shut number up. two. The lightning round. We are going to go and now talk about one book each, two sentences or less. Before we get into the book club, Mark Farrington. Incredible Hulk number two continues to explore whether the Hulk needs to be Bruce Banner more or if Bruce Banner needs to be the Hulk more. Jason Aaron, Mark Silvestri, don't get much better than that. Transformers Autocracy. Whoa. A digital first released by Comixology on their app. That wasn't one of my sentences. Just a description. That was a sentence, though. Uh, (laughs) Cybertron prequel that describes the Decepticons as uh, Al-Qaeda-style terrorists. And the Autobots as these U.S. Marshal type uh, law enforcement. Second sentence. <laughs> You've got the touch. 
You've got the power. Yeah! You just blew somebody's speaker out there. That's okay. Probably that guy who wrote that review. Wonder Woman. <laughs> I swallow your pretzel first. <laughs> I generally dislike fill-in artists, but this fill-in artist fit the bill. <laughs> I, uh, her chin is still pointy in the fill-in artist. Whoa, 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 That's whoa. two sentences right there. That's crazy. That's the second sentence. It is. The Shade, number four. Wonder Woman's regular artist filling in. What? A great story set in the past that's made the most sense of the series so far. I have a rebuttal for next week. Lightning round rebuttal. Remind me. Lightning round rebuttal, they call it. Book Club. (laughs) This week is Mage the Hero Discovered. Cult favorite Matt Wagner of Trinity fame. Mark, that might be where you first saw Matt Wagner's work. Sounds familiar. Grendel. Um, Grendel. You know, people love Grendel. Matt Wagner, mage. Uh, follows Kevin Matchstick. You know, I grew up knowing the character, before, and I don't even think I ever read the book because I loved the T-shirt that he wore. Really? Yeah. I never knew. I never even knew this guy. I actually had an action, a Kevin Matchstick action figure. Really? Yeah. Wow. Which is very odd because this was like literally the first time I ever read the book. Yeah, but Kevin Matchstick somehow became like the least known, most iconic figure mm-hmm. ever. Yeah. It's, I think it has to do with that shirt. The um, Captain Marvel. The, the Captain, yeah, the yeah. Shazam logo. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's a guy that's, uh, you know, maybe maybe down in his luck. Would you say, Jonesy? I would say definitely listless. What do you think? Kind of yeah, drifting what's, what's, through life. Give a synopsis on this story, will you please? Sure. Um, Jonesy, pick it up for Kevin me. Matchstick is the iconic uh, hero who doesn't know he's a hero. That gets into like a zany situation where he discovers that he has powers and now has to fight in this world uh, that is basically out to get him. It's a very like time timeless story, just uh, told yeah. with a modern twist. Uh, you know, he runs into a I don't know wizard. Is that what you want to call? Mage, mage, a mage. A world, <laughs> isn't, he, isn't he a world mage? <laughs> Uh, That's another word for <laughs> mage. Let's call him mage. <laughs> it's like lost dogs all over again. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> uh, the world mage introduces uh, Matchstick into this universe where magic exists, and there's other realms like fairy realms, and um, that there is a group. Is it Grimix? What is the what is the bad guy? I didn't write it down. They're like five twin. Yeah, they're like Grank- creatures. Grankle fiends. Or Grankle something. fiends. Something. It's pretty close to that, that. That have invaded this realm under the orders of somebody mysterious to take out Matchstick. And uh, you know, it's kind of like uh, one of those tropey stories where the hero doesn't know his birthright, but he has these mm-hmm. powers, and uh, he's got to defeat these villains so he can find out the mystery of his own heritage, uh, which is basically why they subtitled the hero discovered. He's in that process of discovering himself. Um, my thoughts on the book, you know, I reread it twice. It is a very quick read, so it's not difficult to sit down and flip through the trade again. And I was kind of 
trying to put my finger on what I liked about this book. And then I kind of remembered, you guys ever read the Robert Asprin books when you're a little? Like, um, no. Like the Wizard of Oz, but it's not like OZ, it's AHZ. No. And it's kind of like a parodical. Like some neighbor par- just gave Jonesy these books. <laughs> Jonesy <laughs> loves it himself. Jonesy <laughs> loves it. Do it just Jonesy loves it himself. No, but they're they're like a, a fun a fun version of like a kid in King Arthur's court and they have the same cast of characters but it's just like in like a parody like skew like uh you know Merlin is really a kid and you know this this demon Oz kind of like shows him the way of magic and uh yeah, everybody sees this kid as this great wizard because they only see the outside part of it but we're kind of like in the know we see the Israeli just this kid who's just trying to make it and it's it reminded me a lot of Mage and that's I think that's why I connected with it so well is because mm. I kinda like this story from Robert Asprin, so I was kinda looking for the same parallels in this. And they are there. And it's just once you get past the see this is what I think. If you're a jaded comic book reader coming back to read this, kinda like the you know, the mind frame I have with Transmetropolitan, but uh if you're like an old comic reader and all you like is Batman and Superman, you go back to read Major Hero Discovered, you're not going to like it. But if you have a kind of connection to this kind of comic already and you enjoy something that's a little pulpy and has more pulp art, I think you're really going to like it based on issue one. So I, I was I had an open mind towards it, and uh, I really enjoy where the story's going, and I, I immediately bought the next trade to, to keep going. So I liked it. Mark Farrington... Former DC historian, now uh, TV star. And bad genealogist. Yeah. What did you think of Mage Hero Discovered? This was the hardest book we have ever read for me to critique. I agree mostly with Jonesy's points, but bottom line, I, I have no real reason to not like it, but I didn't quite care for it. Uh, and I think, knowing me personally, where it starts to lose me is I'm not really into the fantastic, the Merlin, Knights of the Round Table, um, King Arthur type storylines. The magic and wizardry, it just kind of loses me. But there was nothing really wrong with the book that I can sit here and attack and pick apart. Um, what impressed me was Matt Wagner's knowledge of mythology and other sort and sort of tropes like the references they would drop to Merlin and Excalibur were interesting and it made me want to go read more about it but I guess when dealing with pulp stuff like this and when was this written back in like 84 84 I think if I'm reading pulp I prefer gumshoe detective stories or maybe alien invasion it it just wasn't for me hmm People's champ. The people's champ. Uh oh. Matt Wagner. <laughs> uh <clears throat> I really like this story. I don't know I, I like I mean, it felt it was a timeless story and the and the fact that the hero doesn't know he's a hero until the the villains find him and you know, and then it's all downhill from there. Um timeless, but at the same time it, it felt like very nineteen eighty four. But that's not a – I mean, but that doesn't give me reason to – that's just a nitpick, really. I, I didn't have a bad thing to say about the book. It was a quick read, and I really enjoyed 
where it went and the and the cast of characters in it. I thought the uh, the world mage. If I, I don't I don't know if mage is Kevin or if what mage is the dude with no legs. But the uh, I thought it was kind of cool that the uh, the the world mage you know had like leg wraps and underneath of it were no legs whatsoever. What could we call him? Earth wizard. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I I. I I thought Kevin was a very funny character. He had a good, you know, had a great personality for taking all this in stride. I mean, if you want to try to take it as serious as, uh, you know, it's tough to try to try, try to uh, take the book as serious as like Ultimate Peter Parker finding get, getting his spider powers because it just wasn't written in the same style. It all happened very fast. But you know, if you don't try to knock that at all, you really get to uh, to like. Kevin Matchstick and his growing with becoming, uh, you know, this hero that he was meant to be, and he didn't know he was meant to be the hero. And um, I, I mean, I, I really liked it. I can't wait to read the rest of them. It was they were quick reads. I mean, there was it was like the original publisher was like Comico or something wacky like that. I mean, this is like my first insight into, just especially from 1984, anything that's not Marvel or DC. Back in 1984, like who knew other comics existed? Which, yeah, which is right. great when you think about it. Yeah, that absolutely. You know, without the backing of the big two, this book is still so endearing. Mm-hmm. Almost what thirty years later at this point? Yeah, I don't think. 20 I can't years think later? of any book that I've read from ni- from the early 80s that is not Marvel or DC. I didn't even think of that until now. Yeah, Mage. I. I compare it to my thoughts on Savage Dragon, where um, it's it's not altogether the right thing to do to to judge an entire series on the first trade. You know, we we read the Savage Dragon, and Savage Dragon fans um, pointed out, you know, you should read more. We'll give you suggestions on other things. To, you know, keep going; it gets better. You know, the style changes. Um, and to Mark's point, where the magic mythos and the, you know that kind of area, you know of the of the mage and the wizards, it's not my kind of bag. So I'm not gonna say I didn't like it. It's just it wasn't for me. Like I read it and you know I stopped reading it, and I wasn't like, wow, this is awesome, or wow, this is terrible. Yeah. But it's just you know, it doesn't you know excite me. In, yeah, yeah, I think that you know what I mean. Yeah, um, and I know both you and Jonesy are you know you in in that in that uh, genre. You know, you like reading books of that nature. You know, we do uh, whether it be D and D or Wonderpin, no Wonder Twin Powers, uh, or otherwise. But for for myself, I was never really interested in that stuff, and <clears throat> and I know that there are other. I'm not even sure if. Maybe I think I read Mage, but just not this series. What's is it the what are the other titles of the other collections? I think it's the, second, the Hero Defined. I yeah. think is the more popular. I think one. that's the next one. Um, and I know he came back to the series maybe more recently than that. And um, I think even that next one was back in '97, if I'm not okay. Fully, if I'm not wow, mistaken. the uh, the jumps were that big. Yeah, I think he you know he did other work and he came back between Grendel and other other uh, work. Looking at the. Hero Discovered was 84 through 86, and it appears the Hero Defined was July of 97 through October of 99. Hmm. So that's a 15-year jump right there. Okay. Um, but yeah, I just uh, I just had a 
almost un, uh, like Mark last week uh, said his feelings were meh, and you know that's not a negative, but yeah, I'm not you know overly joyous or I'm not negative on it. It was just you know kind of there, and I read it, and I don't know how else to explain it. No, I agree with your thoughts wholeheartedly. I think if I had friends, and you nailed it, Dale and Jonesy in this group are the ones who tend to lean more towards the fantasy realm. Mm-hmm. So if I had friends who might be more inclined to that, I would steer them towards this. I not knocking the book in the least. It just it's not something that got me excited either. I liked you know Matt Wagner's art. Uh, his style hasn't changed so much, but there was some different definite changes from his work in this. You know when you compare it to Trinity, you can really and, and Batman is another. Actually, I just realized Batman. He did like two or three miniseries on Batman. That you have probably read. Right. I think it was him against Rayshad Gold. The name is escaping me, but I yeah. remember it. <clears throat> um, but his style is very similar, but you can see some really great... I, I love the the shadow play in a lot of uh, the pages in the series. You know, it really shined. Um, so his art is fantastic, but it definitely felt like an 80s book to me. Yeah. That was another thing that I noticed. Yeah, there was a... Uh, I mean, he did a good job. The art was... Like you said, I you just recently said that pl- you don't want to describe it as being plain because it might be a knock, but mm-hmm. there was, like, not a lot of detail. It was, like, wide-open spaces with, like, you know, where you somebody could get in there with a lot of co- one color. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of that in each panel, but it wasn't it wasn't a bad thing. I mean, the, the, and the shadow work was really good. Who was the publisher for the later art uh, collections? Uh, hang on one second. I had that up here. Pull it up. Wait. I'm pulling it. Can you get the intern to pull it up any I, faster? I, you know what? Meantime, can we talk about how there was no talk of King Arthur or Excalibur in these books? I Mark's tried. Yeah, Mark, what were you I talking know. about? <laughs> it looks like Image Comics had done it. Okay. Changes. I took Mirth to be <laughs> Merlin. It, I don't know how I got it, but Mirth to be Merlin and huh. the bat was yeah. Excalibur. And I assumed they were trying to paint. Wow, you're deep, Kevin, as the King Arthur type, the yeah, reluctant I'll, hero. Yeah, I kind of got some of that, and then I forgot while I was reading because I tried to piece together who Kevin really is or what what era he's from, and you know, he's a man out of time, or you know, he's destined to be whomever. But I call him Robert the Bruce. That beard of his <laughs> is that a is that some kind of inside fantasy joke? Uh, Braveheart. Braveheart. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. <laughs> some kind of inside well, baseball. Some kind of inside Listen, fantasy joke. <laughs> Scotland is a podunk uh, neighbor <laughs> yeah, yeah. suburb of Ireland, apparently. Uh, we are running out of time, so if anyone has any closing thoughts the ba- on... The baseball bat was really nice. I didn't think of that. but And it's funny because this trade, I remember growing up, him having the baseball bat in other books, but this one... you know, Sources it. Yeah, the... Uh, what? Sources it. Tells you where it came from. Oh, okay. References it Jeez. or something. I don't know. Sources it? Really origins? Tells Some kind origins? of fancy fantasy talk. <laughs> What's funny is I've seen the image of Kevin Matchstick throughout my entire comic reading career, but never knew what it was, what it was from or anything. Yeah. So that was nice. Like that image of him clutching the bat with both hands as he's pulling the bat to his right side. Mm-hmm. I've seen that shot in his I've seen that shot in his logo countless times. Hmm. And so that's where this is from. Uh, I do have one closing thought. Sure. Uh, I love Mage for what it uh, for the doors it opens later in a uh, fictional work. Uh, I do remember this is one of the ground breaking series that kind of is not afraid to mix those fantasy elements with modern storytelling and modern mythology, like uh, like 
Dresden Files is a real popular uh, series of fictional books, which is basically a modern day witch or mm-hmm. a wizard or mage, if you will, in uh, in Chicago, and a lot of stories have kind of followed the path that Mage laid out as like a modern wizard in the real world and uh i think in the end of the day you got to give mage some props for opening that door for a lot of people yeah i'd be curious to know what what kind of lasting legacy it left to or impression it left to uh, up-and-comers after that fact but uh we'll just have to keep our eyes open mage mage Aaron discovered we got your letters i'm gonna open them up Farrington's gonna read them to you. We get letters. Letters at papercake.com. You know, you want to write in, disagree with Mark, as most people do. We don't get those letters often. <laughs> okay. uh, right. That's actually incorrect. <laughs> I try to keep your your fragile ego clean. from shattering. Fragile. You're too good to me. <laughs> from Exeronius. We got one, and forgive me, I'm going to butcher the name, but it's from Mikkel Fife, saying... Mackay Pfeiffer? Nah, Mikkel Fife. Oh. First off, great episode. I actually really like that oh, you are 50-50 you. on Transmet. Transmetropolitan, excuse oh, yeah. me. That balance gives us a chance to hear fans debate why they like something as opposed to just gushing. But I guess you guys do that anyway. Side note, I got a backtrack here with past episodes. I'm a new listener. Thanks for the kind shout to the Savage Dragon crew. Although I left a message the first time with suggestions, I'm actually not a part of that particular podcast. I do know the creators, though, through the Dragon message boards, but my main connection to the title was that I edited and contributed a backup feature in the book titled Twisted Savage Dragon Funnies. Oh, cool. Wow. It's this like guy. Marvel's Strange Tales or DC's Bizarro World. It's a bunch of indie creators doing their own warp things on Larson's already warp creators. Each story was originally serialized as a backup, then it got collected into a book with tons of bonus and creator stories. At the risk of sounding like a shameless huckster, I think that's a good intro to Savage Dragon. It's not as clean cut if you like uh, Twisted Savage Dragon Funnies. You'll automatically like Larson's main book, but the project served as a two-way street of exposure from new creators to new readers and vice versa. Anyway, I just thought I'd drop my two cents. Oh, thanks for that letter. Yeah, great, thanks. Michael what was the guy's name? FIFA? Michael FIFA. Mikhail, oh. F-I-F-F-E gave me an enunciation of fee-fe. Fee-fe. F-E-E-F-E-H. Rhymes with meh, your favorite word. I think he responded to, uh, <laughs> I think he re- replied to one of our posts on Paper Keg, so. Paperkeg.com, check it out. Thanks. Thanks for the letter, man. man. I'm starting to like those guys over the uh, Savage Fin podcast. I've always Savage liked them. Savage They're good people. Yeah, See, man. Yeah, yeah. Next one is coming from John R. saying, Love the show, but wondering when you'll be making the official announcement that you'll be reading Sandman for episode 50. Also, great shows with Beth. She was a cool change of pace to the show. Hope you guys do a day tripper episode soon. Mm. Ooh. Day tripper. Somebody listen to the fireside chat. That's right. Uh, we are never going to do Sandman. <laughs> Uh, I don't know where your information is coming from. <laughs> uh, you, there are no inside sources that are saying that we're doing Sandman for 50. So uh, that makes me want to do it, not do it on 50 out of spite, maybe 51. <laughs> but I'm Dale sure, I'm sure we most, will do Sandman. The most spiteful person on the Internet. No one is more. He is the people's spiteful champion. <laughs> I was talking to your fake Internet beef guy, D-Sale, who requested we do Day Trip on his next episode. Oh, well... Oh Beth boy. Corto wants to do Day Tripper, too. Looks like I'll have to sit that one out. 
That'd be a hell of a combo. You refuse to do a show with D-Sale, is that true? I can't maintain my fake internet beef if we're in the same room. <laughs> Nothing kills an internet beef faster than confrontation. What a show. Good show. What a show. show. Man, this is another super wink column. <laughs> we just burnt super, down the wink column. Super you burned down everything. Everything on the internet <laughs> is burned. Done. The fires of the phoenix are burning down <laughs> the wink column. Uh, we will see everybody next week. Same time. Maybe, I don't know. Different channel. Will Jonesy be here? Who knows? Am I getting kicked off the show? Am I getting kicked off the show? Uh, We'll see everybody next week. You know what I'd love to do for the Facebook episode, although it might be impossible? Criminal? Yeah, criminal. Get out of town. (laughs) Uh, You remember Nerdcase 50 where they had the opportunity for everyone who had ever been a host on the show or called in to come in and like just give their two cents? That was a really great idea. It was a live Uh, show. It was a live show. Live shows are very stressful. Well, since we're live to tape, we just record a segment with somebody and just play it. I mean, is that um, too crazy? It sounds crazy sounds to me. Crazy. It sounds pretty crazy. Maybe this could be the Casa de Jones or Sale housewarming party. How many people would we need? We need the Sales, B. Corto, the, uh, the Tituses. The Tituses, and yeah. that's it, right? We don't have any other guesses. No, I don't think so. Let's 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 talk about it. Let's talk about we got off yeah. air. Episode 50 is coming up quick, though. We're fanning the fire. What so. are the next two book clubs we're doing? Civil War. Civil War. Civil War, nice. And, uh... Death of Superman? Death did we decide? Did we decide oh, yeah. definitely Death of Superman? That was tossed around, yeah. It was tossed around. We don't have to commit to it, but... I kind of like it. I'm good with that. I, I really want to do Civil War just because I never got the yeah. chance to read that whole thing. I, I know I've read a couple of the, uh... I never read Civil War proper. I kept... I read, you know, some of the uh, tie-in books and stuff like that. I read some of the Iron Spider issues. Mm-hmm. Which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah. So that means four episodes before 50 after that. Ooh, yeah, wow. And number 50, Time I'm begging flies. you guys to do DC versus Marvel. Mm-hmm. I think it'd be fun. I don't know. Mm. I'm going to go ahead and kind of disagree with you there. What would you rather do for 50? I don't know. Definitely not DC versus Marvel. There's more than just DC versus Marvel out there. That's the problem. Maybe. What is the ultimate creator of book? Maybe that. Like, what What would you consider the ultimate creator of a book? Mm. I don't even know. Powers, maybe, to be honest? Who uh, killed Retro Girl? Uh, I think we did that for the comics podcast, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, we did. Well, like you guys did. One, episode you one, guys did that before before it came along. <laughs> Back <laughs> in the day. You look, the good upset, old days. you look upset that we even brought it up. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's like oh, bringing up an ex-girlfriend. Before I was officially part of it. So, Civil War and Death of Superman, maybe? Sure, we'll tenati- deck. tentatively Death Superman. TBD. Um, we'll see, though. We'll yeah. see. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. Episode 50 coming, uh, up. coming up. Coming up. We've got some more news coming up. Free comic book day news coming up. Oh, yeah, it's coming up. You know what uh, I was dis- uh, disappointed about? No re- uh, listeners lightning around. I was kind of hoping oh, that was yeah. going to catch on. Oh, yeah. We didn't, we didn't, well, that's our fault for not bringing it up, too. Yeah, we don't promote it. Your fault. Take responsibility. We've got two weeks. We take credit. We've got two weeks to hype up the listeners for listeners lightning round. Because I think that's a good idea. That would be cool. All right. We'll hit I'll the Twitter feeds. A, I'll put that on, on a post. 
on the website. Hopefully, by next episode, your hate cold will be. I don't know. Off this the is, episode. This is long. This, is, this could be here next week. week. Now. It's a week now. Yeah, yeah, there's week. actually medical uh, journals out there. Cancer. They, uh, they call it. Red Bull will extend uh, <laughs> man cold. Man or five-hour five hour energy will extend the life of your cold by I 10 believe years. That's got to be the case at this point. <laughs> He'll never get rid of it now. For every five hours of energy, you get 40 hours of cold. Just <laughs> yeah. remember that. <laughs> uh, all right. Is that good? We done? That's good, yeah. Right. That's yeah, good. man. We'll see everybody. Sometimes we just want to talk it out. I know. You're fired. <sighs> I get it.